Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. That's why I have a reason Tell them about the Word of God That's why I have a reason To reach out and show this world His love I have a reason A man, wife, and entire family Found inside their home A note on the table He said he couldn't find a reason to hold on Two teens enter their classroom Crying, can't take it anymore Their bodies with the students Were all found lying on the floor Without a reason And that's why I have a reason To tell them about the Word of God That's why I have a reason To reach out and show this world His love People dying in their sins with no reason to go on I have a reason We have a reason to do what we do because we're living in a crazy world that's lost and needs Jesus. You're listening to a live broadcast tonight, and of course you know that if you're from Dickinson, North Dakota, because you're on the great 12.30 a.m. station here live, which we've been doing now for, I think, 18 years. And then uh, we uh, are coming live also on the Internet at kdix.net and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, so all those different ways that you can listen to us tonight. And a lot of people have been texting me. Good to have... Uh, new listeners, um, good to have listeners from, looks like Florida, Michigan, uh, we got Indiana, we've got, um, even as far away as Belfield, Pennsylvania, we've got somebody named Elvin Hostetler listening in Pennsylvania. I've heard that name before. In fact, his brother is running the controls tonight, is, and so that's neat. Um, and as I said, we're gonna be hearing music tonight, live music from Philip Woods, who attends the Truth Community Church in Beulah, North Dakota, and his dad, 
Michael Woods is the pastor, and his mom is the pastor's wife. <laughs> and she's she is my daughter, so so Philip is my grandson. Tonight um, we're going to talk about something that that I I I don't think is going to, going to be boring or academic, but there's a lot of questions out there about the Sabbath day and what is the New Testament believer's responsibility for the Sabbath day, and so. I think um, here, here's the concept. There are you that are listening to this. This is going to be like brand new, shocking truth for you. Like you, you'll never, you've never heard this before. Like you're mixed up about the Sabbath day. There'll be others that know about this. That I want you, if you want to, to write this down because I put some time into this, and um, uh, hoping to make it something that could be taught to others and explained. Because the reason I'm saying all this is because. In the Old Testament, uh, several hundred times, the Sabbath day, the seventh day, Saturday, is mentioned. And uh, it's, in fact, uh, it was the death penalty for the Jewish people to to um, do anything on the Sabbath day, even kindle a fire. They couldn't start a fire on the Sabbath day. Uh, there was a man that was put to death for picking up firewood on the Sabbath day. Um it was a it was a, a commandment that was probably outside of circumcision, or at least equal to the importance of circumcision to the Jewish people. And then we get to the New Testament, and the New Testament's completely silent about it. Let me say that again: the New Testament is silent about it, with the exceptions of the Apostle Paul criticizing the Gentiles. For keeping the Sabbath day. And so we wonder, why was it so important in the Old Testament? And why doesn't it seem to have the same importance in the New Testament? And this this is what I want to discuss tonight on the radio. This is what I want to talk about. You can text me tonight, 2907862, if you have any input or questions on this. But I want to start out with Hebrews chapter 4, verses 4 through 11. It says, For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. And so, let me just stop in verse 6. These Old Testament people did not experience the rest that God wanted them to to have through the Sabbath day. Verse 7, it says, Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time as as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus, or I should say, if Joshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. Now, let me just let me just stop in verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 4. We have two things going on here. We have two different types of rest being mentioned. One is the seventh day Sabbath rest, and two is the rest that Joshua would, would have given them when they came into the promised land. But neither one of those rests were exactly what God had in mind. Verse 9 says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, 
he has also seized from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Verse 9 is where my focus will be tonight. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. There was something that the Sabbath day was pointing to that Jesus fulfilled. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 8 through 11 says, Now if Joshua had succeeded in giving this rest, giving them this rest, God would have not spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. This is the living Bible. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall. As I started out this broadcast saying, one of the most important commands of the Old Testament to the Jewish people was to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. This is one of the Ten Commandments. When we get into the New Testament, we don't seem to find any emphasis for keeping the seventh day Sabbath. And the absence of any admonition or command seems deafening to me. And tonight I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about some of the uh, misinformation about this. Um, I'm going to, I want to talk about how mixed up this is. Uh, Saturday was the seventh day Sabbath to the Jews, and the, Jew, the Orthodox Jews don't even believe that Christians should keep the seventh day Sabbath because they know that it was a, a command between them and God. They know that. And so Hebrews chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 talk about this other day. Today is this other day. There is has been a fulfilling of the Sabbath true rest, and it's today. There, there is a rest for the people of God. And it's it, it is a keeping of the Sabbath, but not on a day. This this rest that I'm talking about here is the it's been fulfilled, and this rest is now a spiritual rest that we have in God. And so that's what the program is going to be about tonight. Now, this may ruffle some people's feathers, but I really think if you listen to what I'm teaching tonight, uh, and if you are a Saturday Sabbath keeper, I am not going to uh, criticize you for that. In fact, we'll get into that. The Bible says, if a man keeps the Sabbath day unto the Lord, don't criticize him. That's what it says. And I won't. I won't criticize you for keeping the Sabbath day. But I will tell you that the Sabbath was fulfilled in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We have um, in the studio somewhere with us, we have a guitar player, and he's going to be uh, playing another song right now. If you are listening, the um, way to get a hold of me throughout the program is um, is 701-290-7862. Now, we've got Philip Woods playing guitar tonight, and I guess, I guess uh, your cousin Abe is listening, so there's some pressure there. All right, he's going to play another song. As I look back on this road I've traveled I've seen so many times He's carried me through 
But if there's one thing that I've learned in my life, it's my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Everything He has said, He will do. And every morning, His mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful and true. And in every situation, He has proved His love for me. And when I lack the understanding, He gives more grace to me. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Everything He has said, He will do. And every morning, His mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful and true. As I look, as I look back on this road I've traveled, I've seen so many times He's carried me through. And if there's one thing I've learned in my life, it's my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Everything He has said, He will do. Every morning, His mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Very good. That's Philip Woods playing live tonight in the studio. Good to hear from Stormy in the Philippines tonight listening. And he did ask us, and I did have this on my notes, there was a uh, massacre in a little Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. That's a little town in Texas. Twenty-six people were killed by a madman with a with a rifle. Lord Jesus, we pray for those families. God, we pray that you would touch them, the ones that are still wounded. God, we ask for a healing in their lives. We just pray that you'll just do a work in this situation. We just pray in Jesus' name. You know, tonight, uh, that is a, that's a terrible, terrible thing to think about. And, um, but you know, uh, we're living in a crazy, crazy world of violent, violent people. Talking about the Sabbath day, the seventh day Sabbath, what it means to the New Testament believers. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, I've got a lot of scripture here I want to get to, Matthew 5 and 17. Jesus said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Let me read that out of a paraphrase. It says, don't misunderstand why I have come. It isn't to cancel the laws of Moses and the warnings of the prophets. No, I have come to fulfill them 
and to make them all come true. With all the earnestness I have to say, every law in the book will continue until its purpose is achieved. And so Jesus was saying that the law, unless it's fulfilled, is still in force. For instance, we I believe that just about everybody listening to my voice tonight understands that we don't sacrifice animals anymore in, in a blood sacrifice for an atonement of sin. Because Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, the perfect lamb was sacrificed once and for all for all of us. I don't think there's Christians that I know of anywhere in the world that believes that is still in force. That we still sacrifice animals to have our sins atoned. I believe that the Sabbath day was fulfilled the same way. Let me read in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 16. He says, let, Paul says, let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or in respect of a holy day or in the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Here again, let me read that out of a paraphrase. So don't let anyone criticize you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating Jewish holidays and feasts, or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these were only temporary rules that ended when Christ came. They were only shadows of the real thing of Christ himself. You see, Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath day and became our rest. That's why he said, he said, and I'll get to the scripture later, but he said, in me you shall find rest for your souls. The true rest that the seventh day Sabbath could not achieve the true rest that the opiate user is looking for, the true peace and joy is fulfilled in the new birth experience and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This uh, this teaching I'm telling you tonight is not some obscure thing. I'm, it's not like I'm pulling this out of a hat somewhere. The Apostle Paul alluded to this in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, in the law, verse 21, in the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, saith the Lord. Paul is talking about speaking in tongues, the initial evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty-one. But he's quoting from the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, and verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest, wherewith the weary, you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. The, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of the Sabbath day rest in the Old Testament. And so, this is why, in the New Testament, and technically, the New Testament started, uh, there's a little controversy here, did it start after the death of Jesus on the cross, like kind of like Hebrews alludes to, like the death of the testator, or did it start on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God was first poured out? I, I know there's a little controversy, one of my sons and I kind of discussing this and trying to figure it out. Um, I'm not sure... Uh, 
which exactly, but I know those days were only 50 days apart, so, so I mean, it's not a big deal, but, but this, the Old Testament, the New Testament really started after Jesus died and the Holy Spirit was poured out. And at that point, you don't find references to the Sabbath day, the seventh day, Sabbath day rest. You find references to something that's called the Lord's Day. And we'll get into this a little later, but the Lord's Day is Sunday. But it's not the Sabbath day. And the early Christians didn't believe it was. They called it the Lord's Day because it was the day of the resurrection of Jesus. And so they called it the Lord's Day. The Jewish uh, people and even some of the Jewish Christians kept the Sabbath day on Saturday. But the Gentiles, or the non-Jewish people, kept the first day of the week as a day of rejoicing. In fact, the first day of the week, if you study this, there was no fasting allowed on Sunday. It was a day of rejoicing. It was a day of, of rejoicing of what Jesus did, conquering death in the grave. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here a little bit. So, so the, the new birth is the fulfilling of the Sabbath day rest. That's, here again, I'm not just, this is not something I'm making up. Isaiah 28, 11, and 12 talks about it's a prophecy. We know it's a prophecy because of 1 Corinthians 14, 21. We know it's a prophecy of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. This, this, the, the true rest of the, of, of the believer is the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which gives us peace and joy and rest. This, there is a rest in the Holy Spirit. So, so, um, there, and, and I've got a lot more information here and I'm going to give it out tonight, but, this is why the Apostle Paul, in all of his letters, Peter in all of his letters, who were both Jews, uh, Jude was a Jew, um, uh, all, all, the, all the writers of the New Testament, except maybe Luke, and I think Luke was a Jew too, but anyway, um, who wrote the book of Acts, why did these people not emphasize to the Gentiles to keep the Sabbath? There was a, let me tell you this, there in... Acts chapter 15, there was a, I'm going to call it a general conference of all the early church leaders that came together, and this was the question, which of the Jewish laws, which of the Jewish law, not the moral law of God, like not murdering people, not stealing, but which of the Jewish law, the laws that were just for the Jews, should the Gentiles be required to take? And do you know that the Sabbath day was not mentioned in that? Why? Circumcision was not mentioned in that. Why? Those were the two main laws of the Old Testament. Why? Because those two laws were for the Jews only. Now, if you circumcise your children for health reasons or whatever, that's fine. But we don't circumcise children or little boys because it's the law of God anymore. 
it's it's it may be a custom it it may be a um um uh you know there again for maybe for health reasons which i i believe that's very true i think i think it's a i think you know just personally i'm not a medical person but i think it's a good idea for little baby boys to be circumcised but we don't do it because it's a commandment and there are so many scriptures in the book of galatians that teach this let me let me look at turn with me to galatians chapter 4 and verses 9 through 11 it says this this is the apostle paul writing to these gentiles he said for now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements, wherewith you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Let me, let me read that out of a paraphrase, just to make it a little easier to understand. Galatians 4, verses 10 through 11. This is the Living Bible. You are trying to find favor with God by what you do or don't do on certain days or months or seasons or years. I fear for you. I am afraid that all my hard work for you was worth nothing. You see, Paul is is um, not requiring the Gentiles to keep the Sabbath and is even wondering why they're doing it. Romans chapter 14 and verse 5. The Living Bible. Some think that Christians should observe the Jewish holidays as special days to worship God. But others say it is wrong and foolish to go to all that trouble. For every day alike belongs to God. On questions of this kind, everyone must decide for himself. Paul Paul was saying here that, and, and I'm, I'm going to get to this in a little bit, but the scriptures teach that if a Christian keeps the seventh day, Sabbath day unto the Lord, don't criticize him. Like if you're listening to me and my voice, and you live in in our area, Dickinson, North Dakota, and you keep the seventh day Sabbath, and you come to our church, I will not criticize you. That's what Paul says in in Romans chapter 14. He said, um, you know, he says, therefore let no man judge you in food or drink, or the dietary laws uh, regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbaths. Like, no, let no man judge you. And that works both ways. In other words, if, if, uh, if, if you are keeping these days as unto the Lord, uh, the Apostle Paul was saying, uh, that's fine. But if you're not keeping that day, that's fine too. See, and you say, well, what does that... So you didn't just say anything there, Pastor Bob. You're not. You're being wishy-washy. No. I'm telling you one of the most important commandments of the Old Testament. The Apostle Paul said, you can either do it or not do it. That doesn't sound like the Old Testament to me. See, there is a... Um, uh, Romans 14, 5 in the King James Version, one man esteemeth one day above another. Like a person that keeps the Sabbath day. Another esteemeth every day alike, like Pastor Bob. (laughs) Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Every day should be the Sabbath day, to me. It's like some of you you, uh, people, 
you know, get more religious on holidays. You know what? It's Christmas every day to me. I mean, I celebrate the birth of Jesus every every day. You know, I, I, I think it's wrong. You know, these Christian holidays, you know, if that's the only time you celebrate, Easter is the only time you celebrate the resurrection, you know, every day is the, is the resurrection Sunday. You know, it's Paul said there's not any day that's above any other day. But if a man keeps the seventh-day Sabbath under the Lord, Paul said, don't criticize that man. And I'm not, I'll tell you what, And tonight in this broadcast, I'm not criticizing you if you keep the Sabbath day. But I'm going to tell you that it's not required for the non-Jewish believers. And my personal feeling, the new covenant applies to the Jewish believers too. That's my personal feeling. If you're a Jew that's listening to me tonight, uh, and you want to keep the seventh-day Sabbath there again, because your ancestors kept it unto the Lord, and it, and there are scriptures that allude to that. You know, this will be in your generations forever. So on, I understand that. I don't know what I would do if I was a Jewish person. I really don't know. But I do know, as a non-Jewish person, full of the Holy Ghost, my New Testament Sabbath is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got Philip Woods in the studio. He's going to play another selection as he get, gets his... Guitar, I want to give you my way to contact me, and there's a bunch of texts I want to read. It looks like a bunch of them. Uh, you can text me live tonight, 701-290-7862, and you can also email me, if you're out of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. I'm going to tell you a story that you probably heard. And at the risk of being redundant, I'm gonna tell you something that may not do you, but it could not hurt. Well, it comes out of the sacred fighting of the Israelites. It's the story of David and how he slew Goliath. Now the king of his country didn't trust in him much. And so to David's alarm, he tried to put him in his armor, but the thing was so heavy, David couldn't stand up, so he left him by the river. Where he gathered five smooth stones I guess he saved two bigger He wasn't going out alone You're not alone in what trouble Or giants is wrong with being small The bigger they come, you know the harder they fall When you're fighting for dying and you're on the lower side I think you're gonna find they ain't no trouble at all What trouble are giants is wrong with being small The bigger they come, you know the harder they fall When you're fighting for dying and you're on the lower side I think you're gonna find they ain't no trouble at all Now there must have been some laughter among the Philistines At the sight of the scrawny little shepherd Coming out to beat the record Breaking mammoth of a man who was a killer machine But it didn't take David Cause he was smart enough to know It's more the size of who you put your faith in Than the size of your foe Whoa, whoa, what trouble are giants So strong with being small The bigger they come, you know the harder they fall When you're fighting for Zion and you're on the Lord's side I think you're gonna find they ain't no trouble at all Well, the trouble are giants So strong with being small The bigger they come, you know the harder they fall When you're fighting for Zion and you're on the Lord's side I think you're gonna find they ain't no trouble at all It's kind of neat that he would sing that song, uh, Philip, because his mom and I used to sing that song together when she was 
younger. We That's back when we were famous. Uh, nice to have you listening tonight to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have Mary from Florida listening, and she's a faithful listener down there. And um, the Lunas from uh, Wapaton are listening tonight, and he said, absolutely, Christmas should be every day. <laughs> and um, because I don't keep one day higher than the other. And I and we're going to get into maybe a little bit about what what why the tradition of having church on Sundays and I, I may get into that night probably will get into that tonight. But I just want to say uh, and if you're listening tonight and you have any questions about this and you want to have a Bible study about this, um, you know I certainly would be willing to do this. If you are a a uh, a Christian person that does keep the Seventh Day Sabbath or attempts to, because I, I really don't think most people around here, even some of the good people that are Seventh Day Adventists or, or uh, some of the other people that may keep the Saturday Sabbath, I really don't think that you're keeping the Sabbath according to what the Scripture teaches. Like, uh, do you kindle a fire on the Sabbath day? Uh, I know that that many of the things that. Uh, we're talked about here, certainly we're talking to the Jewish people. And like I say, even the Orthodox Jews, my understanding is they don't believe non-Jewish people should keep the Sabbath day because it was a covenant between them and the Lord. And so, uh, and I don't think, and I think the early Christians knew that. I, I do. Now that Jewish people, uh, the, the moral laws of God, we don't throw out the whole Old Testament. Because the moral laws of God still apply to everybody. But the, the Jewish Sabbath was, Sabbath was fulfilled by Christ on the cross and by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it is no longer binding on God's people. You know, the, um, there is a, there is a, um, um, you know, let me let me um, let me just kind of move into this here. The tradition for worshiping on Sunday, which was called the Lord's Day by the early church, they celebrated as the day of the resurrection. That Sunday was the day Jesus rose from the dead. For instance, Acts twenty and verse seven. Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow, continuing his speech until midnight. So we have an account here of the, the disciples' meeting on the first day of the week. First Corinthians 16 and 1 says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1 and verse 10, uh, John the disciples said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. During the early centuries of Christianity, Sunday was never called the Sabbath. It was called the Lord's day. Um, the, um, uh, the first day of the week among the early churches was, Christians was observed as a day of joy, a festive, festive festival day to remember the Lord's resurrection. Sunday was not a day of being solemn, regulated by what we'd call blue laws. Uh, there, it was supposed to be a happy day. No fasting was allowed on Sunday. And sorrow and gloom were banished on Sundays. Like you couldn't be grouchy. I don't know what some of you people would do. Some of you grouchy people have to stay inside, I guess. 
get in trouble. The, the concept in America of Sunday being called the Sabbath day was started by the Puritans. And the, the, um, and, and it was introduced with a very strict observance, uh, that had been unknown before, and it was enforced with fines and arrest. The Puritans actually tried to keep the Sabbath day, but they did it on Sunday. See, let me just give you a misnomer here. Sunday is not the Sabbath day. Your Seventh-day Adventist friends are right. Sunday's not the Sabbath day. Saturday is. You know, God didn't change his mind about which day the Sabbath day was. The Seventh day has always been Saturday. And so if you think you're, you're keeping the Sabbath by going to church on Sunday, you're not. And let me just tell you this, you're not keeping the Sabbath by going to church on Saturday either. Because there's a whole lot more to keeping the Sabbath than just going to church. A whole lot more. In fact, my understanding, and maybe I, I, you know, maybe I should have studied this before I say this, but I'm going to say it. My understanding is that you better be careful how far you travel on the Sabbath day if you're going to keep the Sabbath day. You know, you know, if you're a Seventh Day Adventist, you better not drive very far on the Sabbath day to go to, to, to church, because there were even rules on that: how many steps you could go, and how how much of a you know part of a journey of a day's journey. I mean, there, there's a lot to this. But the New Testament Christian believers met daily for worship and fellowship, but they also gathered on the first day of the week. And so this, this um, to make the, the, the Lord's Day or Sunday into a Christian Sabbath is to confuse what these two days stand for, and, and it's wrong. You are not keeping the Ten Commandments by going to church on Sunday. Because to keep, you know, I, man, I hope nobody's tuning into this just partially, because you're going to get all mixed up here. But Sunday is not the Sabbath day, but Pastor Bob doesn't believe in keeping a Sabbath day. I believe in keeping a Sabbath relationship with God. The seventh day of the week, the Jewish Sabbath, symbolized the old creation and the covenant of law. The, the seventh day of the week was like this. First you work, then you rest. But the New Testament, and if I can just say this, to meet together on Sunday, the New Testament is first you rest, and then you work. That's what Galatians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says. We are not saved by works now, but we're saved by faith through grace and and God's but we're saved unto good works. So we rest and then we work. We don't work and then we rest. I don't see we can't get the we can't get the New Testament day of worship mixed up with the Sabbath day. Two different days, two different reasons. And now Hebrews said and this is really, I think this is exciting, that we can rest from our own works and that He starts to work through us. See, that's why we come to the Lord in celebration of the resurrection. And now, according to Romans, if the Spirit that dwelled in Christ, that raised up Christ from the dead, dwell in your mortal bodies, 
He will also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit. That's not just talking about the resurrection from the dead. That's talking about the resurrection of new life. You know, how many of you Pentecostals out there taught that Search for Truth Bible study and that said that they use that to prove that if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not going to heaven. Well, that's true. But it is also true that that's not that what that verse is really talking about. It was saying if you have the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in your body, it's going to quicken your mortal body. In other words, if you have the spiritual Sabbath inside of you, you're resting from your own works and God is working through you now. You see the difference? You're not trying to be good. You're good and it's just coming out. <laughs> that's that's the Sabbath day. That is the way the New Testament Sabbath works. All right, well, we've got, um, let's see here. Just trying to decide. I don't know if I want to hear two sets of Joneses. I'm not sure if I want to hear that. Um, why don't you, uh, Joe, give out a little information about the how to get a hold of us. All right. Well, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show with Pastor Bob Simons from the New Life Pentecostal Church, located at 105 7th Avenue West in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is going to be Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., and you are invited. Uh, Sunday morning as well, 10 o'clock a.m. is our adult Bible study, children's Sunday school. 11 a.m. is our worship service, and you're invited to that as well. The Tell It Like It Is show is on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. You can text us tonight, 701-290-7862. Let us know where you're listening from and how you're listening, or you can call us in studio at 701 701- Two two five five one three three, or you can email Pastor Bob at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. It is good to have my uh, pastor's wife listening tonight, um, Sister Walters, we call her, and she, uh, uh, her da- granddaughter Jana texted me, and, and um, they're listening tonight. She was listening to her great-grandson uh, sing tonight, and I uh, appreciate that. We've been... Last two broadcasts I've done, we've had live music. Last of course, last week we had Doctor Ramsey doing the broadcast, but the week before that, my grandson Abe was in here, and I guess he's listening tonight too. The um, the the uh, this this um, Matthew chapter eleven twenty eight says, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Jesus said, "Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and for I am meek and lowly in heart." And you should find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. This um, this rest that Jesus was talking about. Uh, you know, Matthew 12, uh, verses 1 through 14 are very, very interesting verses. Jesus is talking about the Sabbath day. And he. this is one of the reasons, if you just look at it from a natural point of view... Matthew chapter 12 and the things he said were one of the reasons the Jews had him put to death. Jesus said, uh, the Bible says in verse 1 of Matthew 12, he went in, he, Jesus went in on the, or went on the Sabbath day through the corn and his, and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry on the, and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread 
which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them that were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? The priests on the Sabbath day were doing things in the temple. And they were allowed to do it. Jesus goes on to say, But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. He was greater than the priests in the temple. But if you had known what this meaneth, I would have mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have been condemned, you would have not condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to, to heal on the Sabbath days and they might, that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man of you there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if he falls into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much better than is a man than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. And he said to the man, Stretch forth thy hand. He stretched it forth, and it was restored whole, like as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. There is, uh, there is a, um, there is a definitely, uh, in the New Testament, there is, I feel, a clear answer of the non-Jewish. Like I said, I have some questions. I have questions about Jewish believers. I do. I have questions. But I think there are some very, um, I think it is very clear what the New Testament teaches for non-Jewish people about keeping Saturday as the Sabbath day, or any day as the Sabbath day. And that is that we need to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 3, when he was asked a question by a man named Nicodemus, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, unless you are born again, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on to say, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, unless a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be born of the water and Spirit? I think we can get a clue in this picture when on the very birthday of the Christian church, which was the day of Pentecost, Peter was preaching the very first Christian sermon that had ever been preached. And in, while he was preaching, men stopped him. He was preaching about the crucifixion of Jesus. And men stopped him and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, this is the rest. The spiritual birth is the rest. I keep the Sabbath because Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath and I was born again. In fact, much of the ceremonial law of the Old Testament, and all of the ceremonial law of the Old Testament, was fulfilled by Christ, and I have it because of Christ. 
You know, they're, um, and, and today, if I can move this into just a little different direction, there is a, there is a rest that, that you're looking for. President Trump, who, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to tell you what I think of President Trump or anything like that. I do know that, um, he was down in one of our churches in Texas, I heard, and donated a lot of money to that church because that church was helping out the, the hurricane victims and so on. And I know that, um, you know, I, I know that he, he's a, um, a, a person that, that, um, doesn't seem like he's a Christian person at all. He, he really doesn't. But the, um, but there is a, there is a rest. He talked about the epidemic of the opiates that is going on in our country. I'm glad he talked about it. I really am. It is a epidemic of, of, of drugs. Uh, you know, I know methamphetamine's a big deal around here, and a lot of my friends that I've met in jail have battled that thing. But the opiates, there's little old ladies that are hooked on that. There's, 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 there's little old men that are hooked on those painkillers. You know, they're not buying them from the drug dealer down the street. They're getting them from their doctor. But the reason you get hooked on the opiates is because you're looking for the Holy Ghost rest. That's the reason. Jesus has got the rest. Jesus can give you joy in the middle of a jail cell. When Paul and Silas started singing after they were being beaten, after they had been beaten, and they were in stocks, and they were there in the middle of the jail, and they were bleeding and beaten and in pain, and they started singing praises to God at midnight. That's the New Testament Sabbath. What could cause a man? What kind of joy is this? What could cause a man to uh, to to do something like that? It's not a seventh day Sabbath that would cause it. It's an inner rest. No matter what you do to me, world, I'm okay. Like that songwriter wrote years ago after the Great Chicago Fire, all of his business, or much of his business buildings had burned down in the Great Chicago Fire. He sent his family over to Europe. And uh, on his the way over to Europe, his wife and children, the ship they were on, went down and um, died. This man went on another ship. And he told the captain, when you get to the place where, where my wife's ship went down, let me know. And they let him know. And when he got to that place, he wrote a poem. And the poem said, it is well, it is well with my soul. Somebody else made a song out of that. How could he sing, it is well with my soul, without the spiritual rest? And today, if you need a spiritual rest in your life, I'm, I'm telling you, God's got it. He's got it. He's, he has got the utopia. He has got the uh, peace, the joy, everything you're looking for. He's got it, and it's in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you tired chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Pack up all the shattered dreams of your life And at the feet of Jesus lay them down Give them all, give them all Give them all to Jesus Shattered dreams, wounded hearts and broken Oh 
Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus, and He will turn your sorrow into joy. He never promised there'd only be sunshine. He never promised there'd be no rain. He only promised a heart full of singing. At the very things that once brought pain. Give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, and broken toys. Give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus. And He will turn your sorrow into joy. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast. God, I pray that you help us, Lord. I know that inside the heart of every man there and woman, there's a desire for rest. There is a desire, God, to have peace. And Lord, I believe that you've given us the ability and the opportunity to have this peace through the new birth experience. And I pray that tonight that you'll put a hunger inside somebody's heart to find this, to seek after this until they find it. We just pray, God, for those that are listening tonight that may have been offended. Maybe there are those that are Sabbath day keepers that are listening. God, I pray that you just help them to understand, Lord, what I said and what was said here tonight during this broadcast. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. God bless you. Next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, good night. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my You are my joy. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.